Hello and welcome to the Coffee and Hustle podcast. In this episode, we're discussing the recipe for success. Joining me today on this podcast is the most wonderful Christy Haley, the marketing director for Haley's For Your Home. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. Christy, tell us a little bit about you and what you do for uh, Haley's For Your Home. Hey, Carla. I'm so excited to be here and um, just talk with you today and share a little bit. Coffee Talk. Um, I have been the marketing director for Haley's for the past 10 years. Um, and Haley's has been in business for a little over 33 years. We just celebrated year 33. Um, in this past year, we have under, undergone a little change in our ownership. Um, my mother and father-in-law, Carter and Nancy, finally retired after 70-something years. And... Um, and my husband, Chris, and his brother, Michael, have taken over the business and passed it on to the next generation. So we are definitely a family business. My stepdaughter also works for the business. And so um, it's been in the family for 33 years and hopefully will continue for many, many more years than that. That is actually uh, an amazing story, knowing the fact that your family is now transitioning to something so new now and you guys basically have moved without any any real bumps in the road with that transition so uh, I don't know if I'd say that well yeah I mean of course I mean every I think every business has had to make some of those adjustments and stuff, but, um, but as far as like moving into this other role you know, from the original owners now into the keeping it in the family. That's, that's huge. That's a, that's a big thing. Um, not a lot of families stay in business as long as you guys have, and you guys have been around for a long time and you guys actually offer so much in this area and you guys are still continuing to, to grow the business. So tell us a little bit of some of the new stuff that you're going to be doing this year with Haley's for your home. Well, so we have expanded. We have um, over our location on Bob Wallace, we put in a brand new warehouse right behind the store year before last. And we're in the process of building a new granite shop right there. I say granite. We do quartz and granite, you know, any kind of stones. But um, that's going to be a big expansion. We'll open us up to really double what we're already doing um, retail wise. We do, you know, most of the builders, we do a lot of builder business in town. But um, but this will help us expand and grow into more of the retail market to um so that's exciting. Um, you're, you, as you know, we're launching our interiors website very soon, and we're really excited about that just to be able to take our showroom online so that customers can experience what they experience when they walk in our store. So um, those are some new things that are happening Um and, you know, it's just we're constantly adding new vendors to our list on the interior side. That side has really grown. So, um, as you know, this past year, we've sort of started separating some things out just because sometimes the interior side has a little different audience than the flooring side. So we started to kind of do that. But really, our goal with the Haley's for Your Home is that we are everything for your home. So um, it, it, it makes it easier for someone when they're, in the, when they're in the process of remodeling a house or building a home or just updating a, a couple of rooms. Um, it's kind of like a one-stop shop. So that's kind of been 
where we've kind of shifted our attention in the last year or so. And you are the marketing director for them. And that's got to be such a big job for you, understanding how to manage budgets. Uh, This discussion that we're going to talk about, the recipe for success, you have such uh, knowledge in this industry already. uh, And it makes it a little bit easier for you to be able to understand how to market your business and be successful in that. So today's information that we share with you uh, is definitely something that a lot of people need to pay attention to. So what when we talk about amping up your business, um, you know, COVID last year put a lot of things on, uh, kind of slowed people down, uh, readjusted. You know, we heard a lot of new words. Um, but this year, I think the word amp up your business is really important because you got to stay ahead of the curve. There was a lot of lessons learned last year. Uh, and now you're taking some of the things that you learn and, and now you're changing the, the structure of your business based off of that. And so I think that's a smart move on that part. So I want to start with um, the first aspect of amping up your business, which is um, what does it mean to actually hire a consultant versus going online and learning something? What does that mean to you as far as why why hire a consultant for your marketing? What does that mean for you in this business? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is time. Um, as a marketing director and with the way things have changed and the way we advertise and the way we um, present our businesses has changed so much over the past few years. Well, really in the last 10 years. And you just, you can't do it all. And, you know, no matter how good we get at what we do, we always need someone else to be able to come in and sort of as our mentors and be able to look at our business from the outside, not the inside. Sometimes I think when we're on the inside, we just get so close-minded about where we are that it's hard to see the big picture of what's going on outside of the business. And so for me, having a consultant is just a huge value because that's what a consultant does, that you're, you're good at what you do, just as I'm good at what I do. And so why not hire somebody? Why reinvent the wheel? Why not hire someone that knows what they're doing and that's their job and it's their job to look into your business and help you grow and become um, all you can be in the most effective way. Yeah. And I think it's important to understand the difference in consulting someone that really looks at everything and is being honest um, and, and, you know, being and let you know some of the things that you may be doing that might not really bring you any benefit at all. Uh, I think that we get hung up on, you know, doing lessons online and buying classes and 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 who has a lot of time for that. <clears throat> I'm not saying that you don't do that. I don't think you can, you know, stop learning. Um, but if you're like a, a person that's starting out in business, those things are good for you. But just limit yourself. But if you are a person that is stuck or in a situation where you don't know which direction to go, hiring a consultant can give you that benefit by um, outlining some goals, uh, understanding your budgets, really putting you in a direction I think is more of a positive aspect where you're not getting so burnout or, you know, frustrated, you know, and, and spending money that you don't necessarily need to spend, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um, hiring a consultant gives you those goals um, so that you can aim for. And I think the smartest thing is that we can retain 
what, maybe two hours at a time. So that's smart if you, you know, don't want to build too much of, you know, budget into consulting because you want to make sure you can fulfill the things that they ask you to do, you know? Yes. So, and so hiring a consultant was, is something that everybody should do. And then number two, let's talk about value. Uh, What does value mean to you and your business? Um, value is, I really equivalent value with trust. Probably that's my, my biggest thing. And it, when you, when you can trust the person or the company that is working with you, um, that is, is that, that's, that's invaluable. So, um, and that trust, that, that trust, I mean, trust, that's the, that's just the word that comes to mind. That's the value that hiring a consultant that you, you, you trust, um, with, with your business. And like you said, to be honest with you, because sometimes we think something's going to work and that doesn't necessarily, just because we think it's going to work, doesn't mean it is going to work. And someone a, a consultant or somebody that is a professional in doing that, they can look at it and from a different perspective. But the value to me that that a consultant brings is um, helping me put the whole picture together. Yeah. And and I think sometimes uh, when we look at value too, you know, we have to go, okay, what's important to you? Yeah. You know, it's the bottom line, you know, are we making a profit because you could spend a lot of money and not necessarily get any return and value back from yeah. that. Um, and then also, how do you measure, you know, that success with that, too? So I think that's important. How do you measure success, Christy? How do you do that with value? Well, for me, it's, it's just knowing that some of the changes I made this past year because of hiring a consultant and being able to look at what I was doing and what I'm doing now, where I've been able to budget wise cut back in certain areas and I'm getting more return on my investment by making some changes. So it's saved me money in certain areas. I have spent more in other areas, but the quality it's, I think sometimes we get hung up and, and, you know, I get bombarded with so many different companies um, you know, showing me you're going to get this number of impressions. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. You're going to get that. That's great. But it's not all about quantity. It's about the quality. And that's what I feel like has changed for me this year is changed my whole structure of the way I'm doing it. I'm getting more quality leads and more quality calls. And I'm getting more actually than I was before when just looking at how many impressions I'm getting and how, I mean, just using the digital as an example, but that, that's, that's a big deal, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Cause you, you want to know that the money that you're spending out is definitely going to return it, you know, not just, you know, spending it and then hopes that someone is going to find you, but maybe spend it in, in, in actually targeting the right audience and, speaking their language to find you, I think is important because we both understand that SEO is important to your business, the quality of that. So we know that we don't put 100% just in social media and hopes that we're, you know, it's a hit and miss with that. So you, you actually do a lot of different types of 
advertisement. And that goes into what we're about to talk about is budget. And when you understand budget, you're probably one of the um, probably the smartest person when it comes to budget. You really push that out. Well, I mean, if, if you compare yourself to other people, I mean, honestly, you understand the value of that budget. And so that budget, you know, you make adjustments, you know what works, what doesn't. Um, budget's really important. A lot of times we put, you know, people put um, budget in one direction and that's it. You are in different types of directions and you're trying to hit an audience that you got to pretend that doesn't know you at all. You know, um, you know, you're trying to reach to a, an audience that that's outside of your normal, you know, um, because you guys have built such a reputation you understand those budgets. And so how do you develop your budget? Do you do it once a year? Do you do it a couple of times through the year? Do you make adjustments? How do you work on your budget? I usually do budget once a year. Um, and I, I allow for a certain amount of miscellaneous because there's always things that are going to come up and you're going to get halfway through the year and you're going to decide, Oh, we need to make a shift here. Or we need to add this or, you know, there's there's a new way. Facebook's coming out with something new. You have to account for changes. But as a whole, I, I look at where I want to put the bulk of my money, which is in advertising, of course. Um you know, I still believe in some of the traditional advertising. I don't think it's out. I think to have a cohesive uh, marketing campaign, you've you've got to you've got to bridge over every area, every aspect. Not understand there's certain. I mean, like I don't advertise in the newspaper anymore. Obviously, that's gone away. So, but but there's still print that's still good that customers or, or our client base is still receiving. So there's still, it's still important to be there. It's important to be, you know, in billboards. The one thing you know, my father-in-law used to ask me, you know, it, and it's hard to measure. I mean, digital is great. You can measure digital. <clears throat> um, the other things, billboards, TV, um, radio. I mean, there's a lot of areas that are hard to measure, but at the end of the day, I look at my budget <clears throat> and if we are making <clears throat> excuse me, if we're making profit and we're increasing our business and our revenue, then I know that I've done something successful that year marketing wise and reaching the audiences that I need to reach. Um, and that's the only way you can really judge it. I mean, without getting down to the nitpicky stuff like with digital, because you can measure the digital. But um, so I have to kind of look at everything as a whole um, and, you know, different methods of advertising have different weights to them. So billboards for me tend to be a little bit, I mean, that's where I spend the bulk of my money, but they have been a good return on our investment, especially when it comes to specific areas of the business, like the gun safes or the, the Liberty safes, I should say. Not everybody's buying them for guns. A lot of them buy them just you know, just store stuff in their house, store pictures, store valuables, those kinds of things. But um, I have found that the billboards work really great. And this year I'm sort of changing my strategy a little bit. And instead of being so concentrated in the city of Huntsville, where we're actually located, we're going to go into some of the outlying areas with that. So, you know, I'll reevaluate that six, seven months in and see if that's 
if that's working. And then if it's not, then we'll make an adjustment. Yes. Next year. Um, some of my, you know, um, advertisers require a year contract. So a lot of them renew and I like for my stuff to renew at the beginning of the year. That way everything renews at the same time. So as I'm planning my budget, I know exactly, um, what's renewing when, and then if I've got to make changes, it's a good time to make those changes. Um, you know, the digital, as far as budgeting has, um, been a little harder to figure out. Um, it's sometimes it's trial and error. Um, but that's where you just go, okay, we know that there's Facebook ads that we want to do. So I have a line item budget for that. And then there's new things like we talked about doing Pinterest this year and different areas. So I think building a healthy miscellaneous as things change is very good to put into your budget. And when we talk about budgets, you know the difference between organic versus paid. A lot of a lot of times is business owners when they're getting into marketing, because, um, you know, marketing is kind of like one of those words that's just a little bit different. For me, it's a strategy, you know, it's a business strategy um, versus marketing, because business strategy to me more sounds more like the SEO aspect, like the ad words and putting yourself in the search engines versus just in social media. That's where marketing I think is the difference. You know the difference between organic and paid. So explain to people what what organic versus paid means to you. Um, well, I mean, organic is for, for posting on social media, for instance. It's something that I'm just putting out there with some strategy behind it. <laughs> and, um, and, and I'm getting likes or I'm getting views. I'm getting exposure based on just the raw post. Um, the, if I boost the post or I do a paid ad, then that is a, I'm getting paid responses. So for every, you know, I, I can, I can target those. Whereas when it just goes out organically, it's going out basically to our Facebook friends, you know, people that are on our page, if it, if I boost it, then I can target my audience so I can reach demographics of people that I want to. And it's a very affordable way to, um, inexpensive and affordable way to, to advertise. Yeah. And so I, I, these are the three things that I recommend for this year for Amped Up. And if you're putting a budget together, let's say if you're just starting out in a business, you know, or you maybe you're two years in and you're not really seeing any results. What do you suggest people start with at, at this point, Christy? How do you tell people what is your recommendation for those that are just wanting to get something out there? Um, I mean, I would definitely say the social media is probably the most inexpensive and effective way to get your message out there. Um, when you're starting off, you don't have a healthy budget. I mean, our, ours is developed over years. And so I base my percentage and my budget based on what, like when we finish year end, I'll see where we are retail wise. And then I usually spend, I like to do between, you know, 10 and 11% of my budget 
when you're starting out a new business, you don't have that luxury. So um, social media is a great place. I mean, we know Pinterest. Um, for us, it's house Pinterest. You know, you've got Google, you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram. There's so many avenues and it's so inexpensive if you have a consultant to kind of help you guide and navigate where you need to do that and how much you need to spend here. It's a very effective way to get your name out there and get it out there quickly. Yeah. And it's really important to know where, again, your value is and understanding that taking a moment to evaluate your business with some a consultant that can give you some outlines that you can follow um, will get you more focused because I think it's all about knowing that you're in control of your business, right? Because we, yeah. if we feel like we're not in control of our business, we feel like we're bouncing off the walls or we're getting frustrated. And then what do we do? We end up giving up, right? We walk away, not really knowing the fact that you're not in control. So as soon as you're in control, right, you don't necessarily have to know all the data that comes in. Data can be overwhelming, right? That's why, you have, <laughs> that's why you have a consultant. Yes. Yeah. And or, or just the basics. A company that can help you with, you know, doing those things. It, yeah. It's well worth it. I mean, even, even let's just use Facebook, even the organic posts that go out there, there's strategy behind that. And, and as much as Facebook changes, there's no way I could keep up with that all the time. Mm-hmm. I have too many other things I have to do in order to have a good, you know, marketing campaign. Um, But I think that's where there's a lot of value in having a consultant um, or a consultant company, a company come in um, that can, can show you how to do that. Yeah. And I think that's for you. Yeah. Even if it, it, well, I mean, even if you can't afford to do it at the beginning, you, you set aside a budget a percentage, you know, of your income that's coming in and you set aside a budget and you start from the, from the beginning, even if it's small, you know, that is an investment that's well worth it, you know? Yes. Um, Consistency, a huge key in your business. And a lot of times we're not being consistent. We're not in control. And that's where some of the failure comes into, you know, and I think people scatter themselves way too thin in all these different mediums, you know, these platforms, Mm -hmm. They don't know which ones work for them, you know. It can be completely overwhelming when you're first starting out. I mean, marketing has changed so much. I mean, the the underlying um, meat of it is still the same. The way we do it is completely changed over the years. And so, I mean, it's not just, you know, traditional advertising was TV, radio, newspaper, you know, magazines, that kind of thing. But now with social media and new platforms constantly arising, there is absolutely no way. I mean, even as long as I've been doing this and as much as I know about this, it overwhelms me. That's why I need a consultant. <laughs> well, it overwhelms me too. <laughs> Wait, you can't say that. You are my consultant. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't overwhelm me. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. It. I, I think it's all about being natural, knowing the fact that you can give the client what they're looking for in pieces, right? Because it's all like a puzzle anyways, right? Because it's like a puzzle where... We're trying to put those puzzle pieces together. 
I think that's important to know that that's what it's all about is understanding those pieces that make up your business and how to what pieces fit where I think is so important. And if you're spreading yourself so thin or you're spending money in places that you don't need to spend it, you need to take a moment, even if it's once a year like you're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Or in the middle of the year, take two you know, two times a year and reevaluate where your money needs to go because we have different times of the season. Businesses are up and businesses are down and we are not taking opportunity to evaluate that. And I think that's so important. And it's also important for you guys because you guys, no no matter how much you've established yourself um, over the years and the generations that you've, you've invested in this business, you have to stay on top of things. That's really important for you, right? Oh, yeah. Especially as much as our community is growing. I mean, Huntsville's growing by leaps and bounds right now. And so, I mean, you know, I'm not just marketing to people that know who we are. I'm marketing to all those people that are coming into our city. They're coming in that don't know who we are. And so, you know, I have to constantly keep that in mind. You said that earlier is just, you know, it's you've got to think about, okay, not everybody knows who we are. You know, I still have people come in the floor, the interior side. And they're like, oh, I didn't know y'all did interiors. And I'm like, OK, I've done everything I know to do. Um, but well, yeah. and that's that word assume. Huh? You know, it's the, the word assume. Everybody assumes they, you know, I, I, you should know me or I assume you know me. And uh, you have to treat it like no one knows me and right. every single day. And that's how you tra- have to treat your business. And. I don't know. I don't care how you, you try to glamorize yourself or you brain yourself. It's all about treating those people that don't know you at all for the first time. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's value. Right. And so those goes back to those three things that I think is important. Hiring a consultant, value and budgeting. And I think this year is something that people need to really think about. Um, so, Christy, I want to share with everyone five things that they don't know about you. Okay. So Christy used to be an Auburn cheerleader. War Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Had to get that in there. Roll Tide. (laughs) I should say it a little bit. Roll Tide. But you. (laughs) So what did you enjoy about being a cheerleader for Auburn? The fans. I, I, you know, there's, there's, there was something about just, um, I mean, I say the fans, there was so much more than that. I mean, I loved being part of the team. I loved, um, I truly loved cheering, you know, and I loved interacting with the people that I got to interact with to be part of just the passion of the football of Auburn. Um, well, not just football, basketball, actually basketball was really fun to cheer for because you were a whole lot closer to your fans. So you got the interaction a whole lot more. Um, it was an incredibly valuable experience for me just, um, going through interview processes and, and having to work really hard at something. And, um, that, that was, important to me. And those are things that I learned, you know, cheering at Auburn that I have carried with me through the rest of my life. Um, you That's have a dream, you have a goal, yeah. Yeah. do whatever you, you, you can to, to achieve that. And you're going to have disappointments. I didn't make it my first year, you know, and it was disappointing. I got all the way to the last day, the interviews, and I didn't make it. But 
I think sometimes we find strength in our, in, in our disappointments and those we can use that as a, you know, to catapult us to achieve the things that we want to achieve. It's just the same thing as in, in business, you know, honestly. I think that's a great comparison. And when you, when you look at the thing, I mean, could you imagine as you're a cheerleader you, in years, could you see your fortune, uh, your future into, oh, I'm going to be a marketing director for Haley's, you know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. 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 But the things that you learned as a cheerleader, um, that gave you that aspect of being who you are today. So life is all about those life learning lessons. You could have just given up that first time after you make it and said, you know, I'm not going to do this, but you were, you were a hard worker and you, you win and you did it again. And so that's amazing. Can I tell you another little secret? What's that? I was an Alabama fan. <gasps> oh, I knew it. I knew it. Say it. Say it, Christy Haley. Say it. I was an Alabama fan till I saw the light. Oh, that's, that's nice. I'm I can't saying. say that because the whole Haley family... <laughs> I go to more Alabama games than I get to go to Auburn. So I don't get the, you know, season tickets to the Auburn games like I would like to have sometimes. But Your, your inner self speaking, Alabama, roll tide. Um, so number two, the, the second thing that people don't know about you is that you are a natural, well, we called you a closet artist. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down, by the way. So you love to draw and I, I've I seen some of it. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, just a natural talent. And you did not even, <clears throat> you didn't even go to school for that. No, I, I've never had an art class. It truly was just a God given talent that a, a gift. I feel like that he had, has given me. Um, and it's funny because I have no artwork in my house because I'm like, I can't buy that. I can do that. And then I never find time to do it, you know, just with a busy life. And and we are a blended family with five kids. So it it was, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of time. But um, when my kids were little growing up, I, I used to do a lot of murals, wall murals. Children's stuff is what I loved. But um, it was a little, you know, side money where I could still be a stay-at-home mom and I could still do a little bit while the kids were in Mother's Day out or, or school. Um, but I think it's funny because... And just hearing you say that, and I am a very detailed artist. Like I'm not an abstract artist. I love pencil sketch. I love detail. And I think that's very um, kind of reflective of what I do in my job because I find myself in marketing is being creative, thinking outside the box and being very detailed about it. So I, I think it's incredible. You, you just said, it's just how you relate this aspect of who you are into your day-to-day aspects. I mean, you are a hard worker and the detail of who you are is just very um, important. So um, some of these things that you are relating to are, you know, is true to form. So um, one of the things that I thought was very interesting that you've not done yet is that you wrote a children's book, but you've not published it. Why is that? Because I couldn't let anybody else illustrate it and finding time to sit down and illustrate it is just, you know, it's, it's, you have to be in the mood, or I do, I have to be in the mood to draw. Like my husband would say, just come home from work and just go draw. It's therapy. And it while it is, 
if my brain's been thinking work all day, it's hard to shift gears into that creative mindset. I have to almost be by myself with my music and just my time. And that's where God just speaks to my brain. And I just am able to create at that point. So I have my character. I can't tell you much about the book. Um, It is a goal of mine to finish in 2021. But I actually wrote it a very, very long time ago. So I hope you dedicate it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think it's important to be continuously be creative, right? And in the business that we're in, we're always having to be one step ahead of a lot of people. And you are definitely in that aspect um, and very relatable. So I cannot wait to see this book that you're going to put out. Okay. And and then um, one of the things that I want to mention to you is that we call it kick the dirt. So you're a a dirt kicker. Now, for those who don't understand Southern, that means she's a little country girl. She likes to be out in nature. So we call it kick the dirt. So what what do you like to do outside of Haley's? Um, Well, I do. I love to be outdoors. If I could just I mean, if I. I love the time of the year when I could go outside every morning and have my quiet time with my coffee and just hear the birds. A lot of times I'll just open my window in the morning, even if it's freezing cold, just so I can hear the birds. Like there's something about nature that just speaks to me. Um, And I am a kick the dirt girl. Like we get out on the four wheelers and the players is we have some hunting property. And, you know, I love to just even sit and go hunt. I have killed my own deer. It was a six pointer. Wasn't that big, but you know, um, but I love just being outside. I don't know. There's something about nature that just speaks to my spirit, um, speaks to me. It's just, uh, just, I'd look at God's creation and I mean, he, he, you know, God, God speaks to us in different ways, but that's my little love notes. Like he'll <laughs> send a cloud or a butterfly or, you know, I'll see something that just, just, just speaks to me. So if I could be anywhere, if, if you gave me a choice to go to the mountains or to the beach, I'd go to the mountains. Oh, you're my own girl. Okay. You know, and I think that's important to to be outside of our element every once in a while. And yeah, I mean, and I think it resets our soul. Yes. uh, To be able to just take a moment to reflect and feel inspired to see the things naturally around us and just to breathe. I mean, sometimes we get so bogged down, especially in an office or, you know, with the same old, same old that sometimes when you just get out and the wind's blowing in your hair, you've got your feet in the dirt. It just, it recharges you or it does me anyway. (laughs) Well, I think, and I do too. I I actually am a country girl too. So you wouldn't know it with my accent or anything, you know what I'm saying? Not at all. all. Yeah. Uh, I fake it till I make it. (laughs) (laughs) It's working so far. Keep it up, girl. Uh, uh But uh, one of the things I think I really enjoy being around you, and I, I think that we connect on, is that we're both very transparent. And you are probably transparent as anybody I've ever met. So how do you, well, true, let's just be honest about that. So how do you, how do you feel about being transparent? Because there's a lot of people that put behind the, they the hide behind that makeup a little bit. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's, I, I've, I've learned over the years and after turning to you get to this point too, is just, um, you are who you are and all the past mistakes of my life have 
made me stronger and made me into who I am today. So I take that and I'm just like, you know, I'm just want to be real. I want, I don't have time to pretend. I don't have time to fake it. I don't have time in my life to um, not be transparent, be who I am. Does it open us up sometimes and make us a little vulnerable? Sure. But you know what? That's what life is about. And that's the way God created us. And that's the way I think we learn and we grow. And, you know, sometimes being transparent, it's, I don't know. It, well, it, it puts you in, in a vulnerable place. Let's just say it puts that. me in a vulnerable place. I have but. gotten burned by being transparent, but um, and, and that doesn't mean when I say transparent, that doesn't mean I'm going to tell you how I feel. It's if I've learned anything this year, there's two words that come to my mind that God has just really harped on me, and one is humility. Um, no matter how good we get at what we do, there's always someone better. And we can always humble ourselves and learn from others yeah, um, or learn from situations. And we're not always going to do it right. We're going to, we're going to make mistakes along the way. And it's not beating yourself up. If you got to go in your closet, have a hissy fit, cry, stop, punch pillow, whatever you got to do, get, get over it and, and move on and don't get stuck in that place. And, um, that it was so humility is first and then, and then truth and love and, and being truthful and, and it's approaching hard situations. And, um, I mean, I'll just use one instance. I, I, I had a young lady that, um, I hired a couple of years ago and it just, it didn't work. And we just didn't have the best working relationship. Um, there was a lack of respect um, toward me. And I honestly, you know, was not the best leader at that time. And so, but here we are two years later and she's coming back to work for me because I was willing to give her a second chance and she was willing to give me a second chance. And I said to her, you know, you are the right, I believe you're the right person. It was the wrong time. And so it's being able to look at situations and see them for what they are and just being truthful with people. And that's how you build and that's how you, um, you move forward and you move forward successfully. Well, I think it's important to maybe just all honestly be who you are when you need to, you know what I mean? At all times. And I think, learning life lessons. I mean, I think we could all share some stories, uh, quite a few stories. I mean, <laughs> we, don't we, have do enough have, time, do we? <laughs> we do not have enough time. I think people get like, let's cut this podcast short. But I do think it's important to you because I think we all learn and grow as we get older. But there's that part of you kind of look back and gosh, wish I, I wish I would have known this. Yeah. Now. What I know now, I think I can say when we're in a, a, a position of leadership, whether it's you're the marketing director or you're, you know, opening a new business and you have employees that are coming alongside you, it is really sitting back and learning your people and learning your employees and let them do what they're good at. We don't have to take everything on ourselves and do it. And I, and I was like that, you know, I mean, I have really 
grown into where I am in that transparency is see people's strengths and, and, and empower them and let them do their job and let them do it well. And, mm-hmm. and that is probably the, the biggest thing we as leaders in a business can do instead of trying to micromanage everything ourselves. I th- uh, and I agree with that. I think leadership is something that, it, you know, not that we're naturally going into business like we, we automatically are leaders. We have we have to redefine ourselves, too, and sit back and relax a little bit and go, OK, uh, I, I hired this person for a reason. And to take the, the load of work that I want off of me. And and it's all about communicating. It's communication. Yes. Yes. So yes. important. Um, and, just, and, and that trust and value is very important too, but, um, it, it is, I think communication is one of the most valuable aspects when it runs your business and you got to be able to relate to who's working with you, um, on that same level. So I think that's important. So Christy, we have rapid fire. We're all going to do five questions today, right? <laughs> okay. So I have to say the things that, that we did not know about you were a, 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 a huge part that plays out on who you are today. Um, and I think that's an important value that a lot of people can learn from um, learning from the things that makes us today, who we are and um, the rapid fire. I'm going to ask you questions. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So question you, <laughs> you can answer. Listen, rapid fire ends up not being rapid fire. Most of the time on the podcast. So, most people were like, um, uh, I don't know. And, you know, so here's question number one. All righty. Who is your favorite cartoon character and why? Oh, Snoopy. Why? He was just Snoopy and he was always doing things crazy little things he was creative too he was very creative he was always making yeah he was trying to make his doghouse fly all the time so yeah i don't know i always loved snoopy i used to draw him a lot as a kid yeah so he's Snoopy's crazy. awesome uh i i used to draw Gar- garfield a lot so oh yeah i know um so number two are you a morning or night person I used to be a night person. I'm more of a morning person now, but I'm not an early morning person. But my brain works best between the hours of 7 and 10. <laughs> it gets too late at night and I start just zoning off. But now, if I get engrossed in a project or I'm drawing, I have been known to stay up close to midnight with my praise and worship on and my household asleep because it's the only time I have alone to do you know, my little, and I think, and I think that's important too. I'm kind of, I'm kind of both. I'm kind of both. You kind of both. I, I'm a, uh, I'm a morning person and I'm in bed by nine, nine thirty. So, um, so what would you do with 15 minutes of fame? 15 minutes of fame. Hmm. That's not rapid fire. No, I know. And I'm thinking because it's funny because God's really been working on me in that area. It's, you know, learning that it's not about me. It's about him. So I don't really know if I'd want 15 minutes of fame. Hmm. 
Look, Sorry. I will we'll scratch the question. Do over. Scratch that, baby. Scratch that question. Okay. Where where would you go if you were invisible? Ooh. If I was invisible, where would I go? Hmm. I, I would love to like fly. Just fly. Yeah. Would you have superpowers or just no. you just fly? No. Okay. Just fly. You want to be a bird? I just flutter. You'll just oh, you want to be a butterfly or a bird? A butterfly. Oh, that's pretty. I love butterflies. I do too. Uh, <laughs> and you know these are rapid questions right now. I'm just no. gonna let everybody know. What is the one thing you've always wanted to do? Hmm. Finish my book. <laughs> drawing my book. Yeah. Finish the book. Because I think, yeah, you need to let people know how talented you are. I think it's incredible. Yeah. I think it's special to um, step out of your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. So I think you should do that. What is the one thing that you're most afraid of? The dark. Do you sleep with a nightlight? I don't, but when my husband's not home, if he's hunting or he's somewhere, I have to sleep with, I usually sleep with the TV on. <laughs> nice. And I don't even, <clears throat> I don't know, but I, I, was, I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember if this is question number four or five, but how can you tell if someone is a nerd? Are you, are you a nerd? Are you a are you a nerd? Am I a nerd? Yeah. At times, maybe. <laughs> I think I'm a nerd. I like being a nerd. All right. So I don't like defining people like that. So I'm a nerd. You're a cute nerd. Okay. So are you. You got some cute glasses on today. You can be a nerd today. So Christy Haley, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. And we'll have to do another one pretty soon. 